should have probably worn rubber overalls and a barber. No, forget probably. There was no place here for anything but Wellingtons. Where was she, anyway? The train had already stopped at lots of stations that appeared to be in the middle of nowhere. Dundonnell, Gerloch, which seemed to be nothing more than platforms with miles of scenery around them. The few people that were on the train got off, including the woman with the sheep, until it was just Katie, her briefcase, a head full of terms like judicious pruning and sustainable development that she didn't understand, and a slowly mounting sense of panic. The tiny train cut through a huge, oversized valley and gradually slowed to a halt. There was one weather-beaten sign that said, Fairlish, Fearlish. Shocked out of her reverie, Katie jumped to her feet and stumbled about, as if the train were going to carry on without her. The station confirmed her worst fears. She did a 360-degree turn. Above the purple mountains, a black cloud was ominously moving across the sky, and there was no building at the station at all. It was simply a halt, a platform in the air. Bollocks, said Katie out loud. There was no one to hear her, just some enormous bird circling silently in the air above. There was a torn old timetable on the side of the platform, but she didn't have the energy to look at it. She felt tired, grubby from the journey, starving hungry and as far away from London as she'd ever been in her life, certainly a lot further away than she had felt in her year off in Goa, which had been full of Brits, Kiwis, Aussies and South Africans. This place was full of nothing at all, and she didn't know what to do. For a second, she let herself remember the wide open spaces and hot colours of India, She'd felt so free there. There was a rumbling noise above her. Katie looked up. The birds had fled. Instead, the cloud had hit the side of the mountain. A few spits turned into a deluge. Katie's blue peacoat, of which she'd been rather proud, was no match for it at all. Within thirty seconds, it was soaked through. Shit! she yelled, staring straight at the sky. This was the stupidest waste of a day's annual leave she'd ever had in her life, applying for this stupid job on a whim, just because she had been upset. The rain showed no signs of letting up, as she stared into the horizon, but she thought she saw something else move, a white dot far in the distance. She stared at it hard, blinking away the water from her eyelashes. The white dot got bigger. Hugging her arms around herself, she stepped forward and squinted. The white dot resolved itself into a moving shape, then a car, then a Land Rover. She kept her eyes on it as it bumped over the undergrowth towards her, windscreen wipers going furiously. After what seemed like ages, it finally drew up in front of the platform, and she slowly went down the wooden staircase to meet it. The engine stopped and a man leaned over, opened the passenger door and beckoned her over. Katie wasn't sure what to do. This person could be anyone. On the other hand, he could be the person coming to pick her up. After all, how many murderous rapers would pass by a deserted local station in the rain on the off chance that there might be a nervous young city girl hanging around? On the other hand, maybe the whole advertisement had been a trick to get someone here. On the other hand, that was a lot of trouble to go to if you were an unhinged murderous rapist, down to the headed notepaper and everything. And that was a whole lot of hands, anyway. This... Stupid mugging had upset everything. Katie dropped her head and peered into the front of the car doubtfully. Get in, 
said a voice crossly. Um, who are you? I'm the Duke of Buclue. Who the hell do you think I am? I'm Harry Barr. He had a weird accent. He sounded a bit like Scottish people on the telly, but a bit Scandinavian too. She'd never met a Highlander before. He also sounded impatient and a bit pissed off. I'm Katie Watson, she said, and taking a deep breath, she slipped into the car. Is this all there is? said Harry irritably. Tall and broad, he was dressed as if on his way to a Highland Landwork fancy dress party. Checked shirt, cords, wellies, and a barber jacket. A thick mane of unruly black hair was flopping over one eye. He reminded her of someone, but she couldn't put her finger on it. Well, I may not have a lot of experience in the field, but I'm very quick to learn, said Katie, unhappily aware that the interview of